The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, GMIG's Fifth Street Pub, and AMPM Plumbing. Now, live from GMIG's Fifth Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with your hosts, David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on ESPN 1350. Brett Ridge, Jay Creighton Jr. with you. As we are each week from uh, 5, 5 to 6, to six o'clock, o'clock here, here on, on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Yeah, we yeah, just we went, just to, went the to the giant, giant reverb, reverb again. again. From, from the, the studio. studio. It's like, there we go. That's fine. We don't yeah. need to hear what we, he's saying. Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. Nobody. I'm good. So, anyway. So, um, each week. How are you five doing? Five to six. How am I doing? I'm, I'm a little under the weather, but I'm here. So, we're good. Isn't the beer colder? Not that you would know. Oh, the sun, that part. The sun's shinier. That part, uh, I would say I would say yes. The, the, rainbow, the, air, the, the rainbow's brighter. The air never felt, uh, smells so fresh and clean as it does when you're walking out of Cyclone Stadium after another Hawkeye victory. Jack Trice Stadium. Oh, I'm sorry. No, isn't it Jack it's Trice Jack Field? Tri- Jack Trice, whatever. It's Cyclone Stadium, Jack that, Trice that Field. That place up there in Ames. That's, I thought that was what it was. It's like we've got... Uh, Were you in the suck-up area? I was not in the suck up. I was end zone. I was up in the end. I, we were up in the end on the corner of the old part of the stadium. And it was pretty good. It's not bad up there, you know. Yeah, it's, anybody it's far No, well, they, so I, in the Iowa section, so we were good. There was a Cyclone fan right next to us, and he didn't have much to yell about, right? So I mean, it, it would. So here's the Iowa wins this game, by the way, 2013. In case you didn't know, and it's still a Hawkeye State, as uh, you know, we we take back the trophy for the year. But um, it was interesting because, uh, first of all, the the buzz around this game was just so minimal, right? Talking to, to uh, we hit three or four tailgates before the game, talking to different people there, and Iowa State fans were like, you know, we're just not going to get worked up over this one. We don't know what to expect. It's just not as big a deal as a couple of years ago when we were both ranked. So they were going in with lowered expectations, and Iowa, and when Iowa, so came they didn't out, care because they didn't think they're any good. I didn't say they didn't care. I think they just didn't go in. There wasn't the fever or the fervor. And, they, you know, they've got a lot of pomp and circumstance. They started out. Iowa State goes right down the field, and they're they're cheering, but they're not going wildly nuts. It was like they were expecting. And, you know, I said to Andrew, this is exactly if, – if Iowa State's going to try to do this, this is exactly what, I, what um, you know, uh, Phil wants them to do. you got to take 15 plays to score. And I said, I bet you – Matt Campbell's going to get itchy and take a shot at the at the end zone on a second long when he shouldn't. He's going to waste it down. And sure enough, he did exactly that, right? They got it and he took a sh- shot in the end zone, mi- missed it. So then they get the blocked field goal. And after the blocked field goal, I yeah, would the, swear there was nobody left in the stadium the air, but Iowa the air fans. Was, the, air yeah, was sucked was out, the air was sucked out of the stadium on that blocked field goal. No question. That was the second biggest play of the game. I don't know exactly what the first biggest play of the game. <laughs> probably, probably Castro doing the pick six yeah, after, yeah, after it the was. It first was. play after the interception. Yes, that put Iowa up seventeen to zero. But again, you know, Iowa in its first two drives got ten points. Uh, I thought the offense looked very good. I thought Brian broke some tendency. Um, I will say, when it was third and one, and he stepped back to hand it off to Jazz, I was like, "Oh man, we're going to do this again." And Connor Colby destroyed. Yeah, the outside linebacker, defensive end for Iowa State, and he went fifty-nine yards. A little disappointed he didn't score. I got to admit, I was surprised he did. He got caught from behind. Well, and, and it had an angle on him, but I, they both had an angle. But nevertheless, right? yeah. But so yeah, I was just. I think that's we were disappointed he didn't score as well. He had a good several steps. I I, I think that um, one of the things that that we saw in the run game the other day 
Um, certainly, and it's been noted by, by a number of other uh, guys in the media that Iowa's running a lot of counterplays, particularly with those extra tight ends. And that was one there where, you know, Colby kicked from the other side and came around, knocked out the linebacker, and there was nobody there. Now, that having been said, when you run it so often, what I noticed a couple of times was that Connor Colby ended up having to block his dude who slanted that direction right into the running back, right? So it, it's got to pop. It's got to pop both but, ways, but right? But the, the other thing to that is that when Iowa State decided to load the box, looking based on formation, what Iowa does, Iowa ran the play that ran against Penn State where Nate Stanley missed T.J. Hawkinson and the other day. McNamara, oh, no, he hit him. Mac, McNamara hit no. The one for with Hawkinson, he missed. Yeah, you know, he still went down. He didn't, he didn't score either, but he he, he missed it. it. He th- overthrew him. It was on fourth down. He was wide, He was open by fifteen yards, and he overthrew him. I think him. I I want to say that it, the, I, my memory is no, was he the, missed I, it. There's the Penn but, State game but yesterday when I was sitting on, in the Sat- s- on Saturday. Yeah. That it doesn't matter. You're wrong. No. Magnum, no. Yes, you are. We completed that pass. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. We ran it. We're but talking about two different it. passes. We're well, talking clearly. about two different passes. But the one I'm talking about was the one that McNamara actually hit Lachey for yeah. about 35 yards. A huge play uh, to continue to drive, which led to the first Iowa touchdown. Um, it, uh, it did break tendency. It was set up perfectly. And it was the only time all day that I thought Iowa State um, completely overloaded, right? There, there, well, I shouldn't say that. In the was fourth quarter, the in the fourth quarter, at the right at the end of the game, there's no way they thought well, we were going to throw deep. No, on, you know, uh, which I was actually pleased that that uh, we tried a deep shot. Deontay Vine's wide open, and you know McNamara throws it short, misses him. Uh, I so here's the McNamara probably had what four passes that he wishes he had back the other day. I said five, but yes, and and so when you go back and you analyze this game's score. Right, it's twenty to thirteen. Everybody's like, "Wow, our offense again." Like, yeah, but basically, your quarterback left three scores out on the field, two touchdowns for sure. Right? Well, the, the ninety-one the, yarder, that one, absolutely for sure. Right, you can't miss that one. And, and to to Seth Anderson in the in the uh, third quarter, you know, he had his guy beat deep, and and you know, he got excited. But I also thought he overthrew on the first. Uh, Lachey had it in his hands, dropped it. The first one that ended up in the field goal, I thought he overthrew him and threw him too fast. Uh, I threw it too fast. Well, the, I, the play where the tight ends ran into yeah, each other. But it, I, I can't that, say that's Cade, but it might be a little no, bit. No, no, I don't know? think that was on him, but one of them ran the wrong route. Yes, and he was he was upset about that. I think what he he was upset at himself because he threw it to the wrong guy of the, of the two, I think, which drew the other guy in. And then yeah. the, there was another one, just a, a more basic play. Uh, I, think it, I think it was in the third quarter where um, – we had Caleb Brown got me. It was he was the only receiver going out for a pass on a third down. Got behind his defender, just going to the sticks, and the ball was overthrown by about four or five yards, right? And he was and he had him right, but he didn't dump it in there. And so here's the question: um, Is well, first of all, the, the the thought process there is Iowa easily could have they could have lost, but they also could have I easily know, for had one, two more. For one second, no, you think they were that, losing? And it's, it's in my notes. I don't. I didn't for one second think that was happening. But for several seconds, you can notes. go back. I know. Well, they're on my phone. Allegedly, today. he's got yeah. notes. Yeah, I don't see notes. Phone. But um, Iowa I, I did have, a, have the opportunity to, uh, to score more points, right? They could, the, the offense was there for more points. This could have been a, a little bit different score. But on top of that, then the question comes down to, and we heard a little bit today, that uh, Cade's trying to spend some extra time. He's, he's just not been practicing. 
right? And we didn't know that. We knew he was hurt, but he's not been practicing. So his timing is off with some of these guys, and that's clearly what's got to develop. He's, he's got to figure out who's who's how fast and what's what so that he, he can hit them in stride. Because today, the other day, I Did thought they were Did you just say who's how fast and what's what? What's what and who's how fast. Yeah. Is that on first? No, that's second. Who's on first? Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Third, Third base. base. So, I, 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 but I do think that once he gets on the same page with him, we might see something different. Now that's a hope. It's you know, but right now, twelve for twenty-two for a hundred and twenty-some odd yards. That's not great stat line. But then when you dial it back and look at what he missed, and what he missed were not. It wasn't like the difference between him and Spencer Petrus is palatable when you start looking at his presence in the pocket. And the way he he doesn't gingerly throw the ball, he doesn't dance around like he's going to die. And if he does have to move to his right or left, he's he does a, that. Well, yeah. he he has some pocket presence, obviously that Spencer struggled with. He's made some good throws uh, down the field. I was finally found their wide receivers in the third or fourth quarter um, when they started to distribute the ball a little bit more. I haven't. I think I saw one pass to a running back. Lashawn Williams caught one. Yeah, they didn't try. I was um, really surprised with as well as Jazz Patterson was playing that they didn't try to throw him the ball more. Although he could have been tired. Well, he could <laughs> he have. Was, he could have been. Obviously, some of the blocks he was throwing, man. I'm that, telling you, the block where he knocked down two guys that was incredible. Uh, some people said it's the best block they've seen in five or six years, and it's hard to argue that. And he had he had two more. He had before that he had he had gotten one on a blitz where I'm like, how did they not? Because they were sending sending a, a a corner, and I'm like, how did that guy not get home? And I watched the replay. I'm like, oh, geez, Patterson came across and just so the video board at Ames was working, uh, barely. Oh, I would, and I will say that, and not jokingly, because it worked. They just don't like to use it. Really? I mean, I, I, they, their touchdown never was. Ne they scored a touchdown in yes. the game, but never replayed it, not I, once. There I was watched. not one single replay of that touchdown in the stadium. No there kidding. Were, there were a number. I, there were a number of times where, like, well, let's watch the replay, and there nothing, nothing developed, nothing. There was nothing. Right? They're much more concerned with having videos of one of their assistant coaches standing screaming at their defense in the locker room. One time, one time, stand up, one time, and that's what they showed. Rather than, I mean, seriously, or they had their own players cheering at them. We're gonna do it right here. Let's go. And that's what they're showing instead of replays and oh, I don't know, you know, parts of the game, right? Um, well, it, whatever. It, it's it's the way they've developed their their game day, and that's fine. But I'm like, okay, you seriously didn't even show a replay of your own touchdown. But um, I, I I think that I, so some of these were hard to see what happened after the fact. There were a number we we never did see a, a replay of the um, of the pass uh, the pass the interception. Uh, the interception Kate, that yeah, led to the interception, right? Uh, which when you say the biggest play of the game, absolutely. But that one was easy to predict because. We let them off the hook. They got a absolute horse. Yeah, uh, uh, right. Pulled down. It just pulled down Ragagini, right? And uh, and they got the interception. And then you're like, I, I, I said to Andrew, this is where they relax. This is where they that where where he gets casual with a pass somewhere in here. First play. Ran, it was the first play. I was kind of shocked at that. I kind of thought, you know, on third down, maybe he loft one over the middle and Wampa pick one off or something like that. But nope, right out the sidelines and boy. Sebastian Castro, who is, by the way, the Big Ten's defensive player of the week for, I think, his five five tackles and, of course, the pick six. But number well, and he also had the tackle on the last play of the game. Yes. He's in the middle of the, yeah. middle of the backfield. He blows guys up all the time. Um, so the, um, that pick six, easily the, the biggest play of the game because suddenly, 
you know this this is a this is now this is not a yeah three it's score a, it's a three, three score, score game, game right and and you're trying to get three scores on Iowa's defense that's not always uh, an easy factor obviously they got a field goal late in the first half did score that touchdown um, in the second half to get it to 20 to 13. Were you wondering why they were taking so much time so casually just well, going down the field? I mean, you know, you got to make sure you're running the right play. That's what Campbell said after the game. I'd rather I'd rather take my time and run the right play than try and do it fast and screw something up. I, 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 they I, scored. We go back to the whole thing where Kirk is in his head, right? He's made mistakes so many different times in close nip-and-tuck games. I, with the, I, I don't know, because... Boy, it sure they're at the four minute mark. They 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 took yeah they took a forever. full forty five seconds to run a play you, at the four minute. You mark. You know, one of the things I haven't heard talked about a lot, and it's fair to say I haven't spent an appreciable amount of time listening to what other other people say. Um, Tory Taylor had four or five punts, like 46, 48 yards, and Iowa State had four yards return yards. That's it's like. 250 yards of field that they got nothing on. They got nothing on kickoff returns. They didn't have an interception for a return. Darn near left one for us to recover. Oh, that was we, close. We it, were we were talking about it. We're like, it I think literally, he's trying to drop them inside the five and see if they'll walk away. It literally hit the goal line. And again, no, re, no, no replay, right? So we, we just knew what we saw. Right. So we thought, but uh, yeah, close, right? Yeah, I was, well, but let's no, put it. You're, I want to go back to your point. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting away from your toy, Tory Taylor point. <clears throat> and and they weren't magical punts necessarily. Like no. Where you're like going, wow, look at that. Well, and he hit but, one down the right, and everyone was going left. I thought, oh, yeah. man, that's dangerous. Yeah. And the guy it couldn't catch it. And nope. then, of course, it bounded as many of his will. It, he almost never gets a backwards bounce. It almost always no, rolls no. forward. When, when it goes backwards, he wants it to. Yeah, exactly. I, I think yeah, it, yeah, dude's got yeah. like seven seven wedge yeah. shots in his his repertoire. No, I think you're right. It changed the field a number of times, and Iowa had to play out of their own end quite a bit too. Iowa State was doing fine with that, but uh, it certainly did make no. It, I, it I think Iowa State's it, punting game has right. improved yeah. immeasurably. Their their yeah. kickers ten times better. They got a good one out of that guy from Missouri Valley, and so I mean Iowa State's an improved football team over last year's. Would they win two, three, two, three? Chuck, how many games did Iowa State win last year? They, Three, four, four, four games. So you think they're better. I think they're. I no, think I, think, I, I think they'll win the five. Same, I think they're on the same plane, but maybe five, right? I mean, that's the a Big, better. The Big Twelve is really hard to hard to gauge. I mean, I think Kansas, Kansas State's good. Um, I I I do agree. Texas that, is good. Uh, people <laughs> have people have sold their defense short. Their defensive backfield looked they're pretty, pretty nails incredibly to me. slouch. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Hawks up to number 24 in the coaches poll this week, number 25 in the AP. And of note, Utah State, who uh, we thought was terrible. Yeah, they, they scored at all. They scored 78. Points. Now, they did give up 28 to Idaho State, and we only got 24 against them. Whatever. But, but they did score 78, so that's, uh, you know, I, I think this Iowa defense, <clears throat> even though it looks different without Jack Campbell out there, it looks different without Riley Moss out there. It's still got the same principles. Well, man, they are they are tough. They are tough to get in front of. I will tell you early in the game, and try to get this in before our break, is that I thought uh, number ten Jackson was a deer in the headlights early in the game, especially in pass coverage. Um, oh, he got beat real bad on the first drive twice. Yes, and, yep, and they twice. Just, they were going right at him, and for whatever reason, either Iowa State went away from that, or he got. A little bit more. I think he got better. I think, um, I, yeah, I think he got better in what he was looking at. In 
and maybe it was from scheme, but the Iowa defense was so ready for so many of Iowa State's plays uh, based on formation and film and tendency and all those other things, much in the same way that, you know, we've heard teams in the Big Ten say, well, you know, based on that formation, we knew what was coming. Yep. And, and so this is something that Brian obviously needs to address. You can line up in those formations. We just can't run the same place and, and move along. So, anyway, I think we should go to our first break, if I, you ask me. I, I would we agree. We do let's have do Tom that. Caker we'll ready get, to go. Uh, let's do it. We'll go to our first break. We'll be back in three minutes uh, with Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle on ESPN 1350 and 102.1 FM. This is Mike Greenberg. Don't miss Greeny with me. Weekday mornings at 9 on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge and Dave Creighton Jr. with you. We are here on the patio at G-Migs. The lovely patio at G-Migs. It is. You know, um, our faithful crowd is here today. You know, Cyclone fan of the Hawkeye Huddle, Chuck Drake in attendance. The great Nancy Gorham also in attendance. Also. Um, it, plenty of room out here on the patio, by the way. And, um, you know, they opened this last year, and we we had a little bigger crowd last year. So we need to early. bring some people in, you know. But uh, but uh, it's still it's still September, so it's still nice out. We have to remind so people that here. we're on at 5, not at 6. There is. Oh, that would be the other reason. Yeah, we're on 5 again. We well, need to promote ourselves a little bit more. We'll get that figured out once we get the sponsorship figured out, once we get the equipment figured out. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, we've been doing this 20 years, and we're still a cluster. <sighs> Ridge, anyway, is on, on the, Ridge is under the weather. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm I'm assuming on the line with us right now is our good friend Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com. Good afternoon again, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Tom, you sound fantastic. How are things in eastern Iowa? I understand it may be raining. We just had a little shower come through. Oh, okay. We're okay. jealous. We're no, jealous. I'm not jealous. Oh, well, I played softball on Sunday night in a pouring rainstorm. You did? It was horrible. Well, I, I don't. I'm feel too bad old for to be. I'm too old for that. Free water. That's good. So, um, Tom, uh, uh, just just wondering, does the air s- smell a little fresher th- this week? Uh, you know, is the grass a little greener? Is everything beer just colder? Be a, little, be a little colder for you too? Well, the for for you guys it is probably because you're <laughs> you're in ground zero for the the rivalry. Right. But, it it is know, tougher here. Yeah. Not as not as, not as uh, pervasive around these these parts, but um, yeah, it's good to you know. I saw the walk through the uh, you know was in the football complex today and saw the Cyhawk Trophy. It looks beautiful. They back, put it they put a, it front and center, didn't they? Happy. It seems like the trophy's happy to be back. Yes. You know, I, I saw. I could have sworn I saw a smile on the face of the trophy. You know? <laughs> did did Floyd welcome him back? As yes, he should? I think Floyd looked happier. Yeah, you know, but he was back. Yeah. Hey, so I have a little happier. So Tom, I have a question. Noah Shannon gets denied by the NCAA. Yeah, and the only the only thing I can come up with is that there's obviously a written rule about gambling, but apparently there's no written rules about driving 141 miles an hour down the interstate, about bringing, being delivered a gun to a murder. And, and because those rules are not written by the NCAA, that's why Noah Shannon was suspended, and the Alabama players have been notably not suspended. Those are those are um, yeah, those are legal issues. This is a rule issue, 
And in their eyes, the fact that Noah Shannon placed one bet on the University of Iowa women's basketball team last spring during their Final Four run right. is grounds for him to lose his final year of eligibility. This may be and, the and remember, dumbest. He came back for his sixth year. Right. Came this back. has got to be yeah. the dumbest ruling yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, of it's course, just, it comes from the dumbest organization on earth. So, what would we expect? It's it, it's they. If you bet on your own team for or against in a game that you participated in, or obviously you're on the roster, I think you're. You know, I am all for you're done. Yeah, that's but Pete Rose. If uh, right, right, yeah. But if a but if a guy wants to bet on the women's basketball team at the same school that he attends, and they're thousands of miles away, it's not like he's operating on any Ins- inside, inside information. information. He's not. He was he's just like the rest of us who placed that moment, bet. And it's fun, and he might know a few people on the team, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to just throw a few bucks down on a game." You know, it's that's the idiocy of the NCAA and and why they don't have to. There has to be a a logical middle ground uh, for this based on the fact that this stuff is evolving. Or you just say, you know what, you get one mulligan. Cause right. Maybe you didn't know. Maybe you didn't understand it. Everybody's going to understand it moving forward. You get caught. You're done. But you know, but it's just, it's just they're ridiculous. They're not going to do it. They, they, I mean, NCAA the, makes no sense. Uh, apparently, I when I was stated the only athletes who've well, ever placed it. What I what I the, 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 the most part ridiculous thing too. But that, that's up to the other states because the NCAA yes. cannot get that information. It has to come from the states. Yes. And so they would never have gotten it. About, right. You know how yeah. this, they would yes. have ne- it would have never gotten out had a parent of an. This would have never happened had the parent of an Iowa baseball player not thought that she was a victim of identity theft. Yes. Right. Identity theft. Crazy. Right? I mean, it could happen to you. Right. I mean, you hear it. <laughs> but, I mean, that that was it, right? Hey, yes. I got a fraudulent charge of my card. Oh, no, it's this, this no, guy. It's my it's, son. It's, oh, it's, oh, it's my son. It's okay. Don't, no, it's don't worry son. about it. Don't oh, worry well, about it. Well, leave this alone then. Leave, right. leave, leave it gonna, alone. You know, now we're going to notify gonna the, the authorities. Down on yeah. Everybody. Because we want to make a At, name for just, ourselves. Just ridiculous. Yes. And and uh, you're, uh, there's so much to criticize about this uh, from from the standpoint of other things happening in other schools that David mentioned, which the the one the Alabama kid basketball player that I just, I'm just stunned still nothing happened there. Well, but, it's not just about but but there's last week a dude was driving 141 yeah, I, miles. I know. 141 miles. Break, back, I can't drive breaking that fast. the law is not is not breaking the law. But aside from that, but but then the fact that a, a panel of people sat down. How do and you know it's no, a panel? That's what Kirk said. I think. He I said thought it. he said we don't really know how. Oh, it goes I thought down. so. But it somebody could be made Joe Schmo in a freaking yeah. cubicle. Uh, we're rolling some dice. I don't know. It's terrible. It's terrible, and it's it's uh, it's unfortunate because obviously I, I was playing uh, defensive line played very very well the other day, but don't don't think twice. The Noah Shannon wouldn't improve that defensive line. Oh, for sure it would. Right. Um, so he started coming into this year. He had started twenty-seven straight. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. That's an. Imp- I mean, imp- on on two of the best de- defenses that Iowa has ever had, if not one of the best, if not the best, right? 
and he started 27 straight games. It's, it's ridiculous to suggest that it's not a big deal, and it's ridiculous for the NCAA to hamstring him this way. Uh, they Frankly, they they, they, pulled you know, they, drew they, they uh, destroyed the Iowa baseball's season in terms of opportunities in the NCAA, and they, they're really hurting him here. Now, that having been said, Tom, this defense, which looks a little different, by the way. I think when I watch him play, I don't think so much speed as much as I just think positioning and tackling. And um, but it yeah. looks a little different, but man, they're, they're still just, they're just, they, they know their assignments. And David said it earlier, they knew what Iowa State was going to run all day the other day, and they're just that good again. Yeah, they are. They're just, um, they're super, um, you, know, you know, it's not like they've got, Cooper Jean's a uh, high NFL draft pick, probably first round pick, maybe. Um, but the rest of the guys, I don't know where they'll be drafted, but, you know, I think Wampa's got a chance down the road, and you know, maybe Quinn Schulte hangs on with somebody for a while, like Jake Gervas did with the Rams. Um, you know, Jay Higgins may have a chance. I don't know. It, it's a, right. The point is, there's no, like, there's no, like, Jack Campbell there in the middle of the defense. Well, there's you know, no like Lucas Van Ness sitting no. there in the D-line. No. Uh, Graves yeah, looks like no he's going to be good, Lucas but he's Van not Ness, there yet. Yeah, right. AJ Epinesa right, you know, right. type player. There's just there, there's not uh, kind of the megastar kind of guys on the on the line or, or at linebacker, but they're all guys that just follow their assignments, do what they're supposed to do. And that's been kind of the mantra from Iowa football forever is just, you know, you don't freelance. You do what you're supposed to do, and it works. And it's been Phil Parker's formula, and uh, it was Norm's formula, and it continues to work. So Jamari Harris is back this week, uh, back first string. You know, after the after his gambling suspension, um, what did he bet on? Russian ping pong? Apparently curling. I think. Uh, yeah, I, think I hope I he had Korean baseball. I think Korean the, oh, okay. <laughs> the KBL. So um, KBL. overnight action. <laughs> but you know, I, I I thought so far that Deshaun Lee, even though he's been picked on mercilessly, he I thought he's I've really thought he's uh, given great accounting of himself. But it sounds like uh, reading what you what you were um, put out on your side today that uh, the the players are excited about Harris coming back because he's just that much better. Yeah, they are, and they think he's going to be a real effective player. They think he's, um, you know, really um, played well in practice situations. They think he's done done everything that uh, that you could ask for uh, from the position. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a real positive that he's coming back. You now, the other thing is though, that he hasn't played in over a year. I mean, last time he suited up and and played, put a helmet on him. Playing the football game was the Citrus Bowl against Kentucky, not the not the music. That's not true. the Music Citrus City. Bowl. You know, he was out didn't, all last year. So didn't didn't he have an interception in that game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He so had, Tom, uh, that 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 um, that game against Will Levis was probably the best game of his career. He had six tackles, an interception, three passes broken up. So Tom, real quick, you know, Colorado's getting a fair amount of publicity over the last couple of weeks. And really? they've got a they, hey, well, <laughs> it maybe you know you know Dion's kid is playing quarterback, and they have this two way guy, Harris, who's spectacular. He was like the number Hunter. one, uh, Hunter, Hunter. Excuse me, yeah. Hunter. Travis Hunter. He's a number one recruit yes. a couple of years ago, and Dion got him away from Florida State to go to Jackson State, now to Colorado. 
What would it look like if Cooper DeGene played both both ways? Um, it's interesting. I know he would be down for it, but I, think, I mean, could you I put him at wing perfect. back? You know, or something like that. He did. He, hey, he did line up for an offensive snap this year. Well, that you can't call playing in the yeah, whatever you call it, victory formation. Well, he did, but no. <laughs> Tom's got a point. He's on the field, right? He's on the field. That's an offensive snap. I guess. He's got that kind of athleticism. There's no question. Just one jet sweep. I just want to see it once. Just want to see him do it. Now, the problem with him playing offense is who's the other number three on offense? Is it Vines? Uh, Vines zero. Uh, Who's three? Uh, Caleb Caleb Brown. Caleb Caleb Brown's number three. Yeah, Yeah, so he'd have to be be off the field. Yeah, they got to be. Because you can't have two threes on the field. That happened to somebody uh, earlier this year. So, anyway. Well, obviously, yeah, Tommy. I think... run into that a lot this year with, like, T.J. Hall on kickoff returns with Kevin yep. Johnson and, and uh, Logan Lee and uh, Luke Lachey out there together on, on some special team things. Oh, like uh, uh, they, uh, extra points or field goals? Yeah. There's been, yeah. Okay. That's something that, it's so been somebody, happening. It's happening. Somebody's got to put on I, the Because uh, uh, we the noticed jersey. that in the first game, the two two twos at the yeah, right. And we were like, okay, which two is that? So I was going to win this week. Is Kayla is uh, Kay McNamara going to play the whole game? I think if he can, if they can build a big lead, they'll just bring Deacon in. Um, I'll say this about Cade: um, he's as healthy as he's been in a while. I think he is, and, and again. Got to stay healthy this week, but right. I think he's turned. I think he's turned the corner um, with this injury. Where well, it, the arrow's pointing up. This is the first week since the injury that he's had a full week of practice. And uh, Deontay Vines told me that um, Cade was out. Cade stayed around after practice to throw him some more balls. So they're definitely working hard, and and he's back at it. And I think he's feeling pretty good about everything and um yeah so good on Cade you know it bodes well you know Tom it it bodes well if if they can get on the same page I just felt like you know the other other day people were kind of bagging on Cade for missing some throws and I think uh it's a matter of them not just just not being quite on the same page as to where they're going to be and once he learns that again it's just reps right it's reps so it does it does make you think this could get better yeah right this this could get better and, and it could get better in a fairly fair to middle and hurry. We'll see. It's got it because it, two weeks from now we got Penn State. Right. So Tom, I, I never talk about recruiting, but talk about the the big lineman that Iowa got a commitment from. Yeah, Nick Brooks. I had seen him the Friday before at um, they played uh, Pleasant Valley, so went over to see him, and um, he's legit big. I mean, he's. He's every bit of six eight and two or three sixty plus three seventy whatever Ooh. they're measuring him at. He it, it is literally like that scene from The Blind Side. <laughs> the, oh the really? Yes. The huddle, and then there's this giant guy in there with them. <laughs> and uh, um, and Kennedy, it's not like Kennedy has small kids, but they, he's just he just towers over <laughs> everyone. He he's just got, that much bigger. Um, you know, for, for he's not just a big kid that just plays football. He's pretty nimble. Um, he finishes plays well. I wish he um, would be a little more engaged and powerful at the point of attack, but I think that's something you can coach into him. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I like the potential. You know, you can't teach what he has, which is athletic ability and that size. So yeah, you can't a, coach six eight three sixty. Uh, yeah, again, any... he's class of twenty twenty five, and I know people yeah. are panicked that he's going to go end up somewhere else. And and like, why do you worry about things that? Or giving you right. no reason to worry about yeah, it. Don't don't worry about that yet. And by the way, um, there's they moved back to the area. They had family, and they, they weren't they were down south, right? They moved up here, um, and, and with knowing that the that the idea might be that he would want to go to Iowa. I mean, yeah. there's yeah, there's a lot of rapids. He's, yeah, he's this is rapids. So it's this not, is not a surprise. For two years yep. down to Georgia, so yep. it's good to right. be back and and uh, good that he's going to be a Hawkeye. Love it. All right, Tom, we'll talk to you next week, and we'll be getting set for a, a big whiteout in uh, in Happy Valley. Uh, Hawks will be 3-0 and at that point, and, and uh, we'll uh, have fun talking about that. Thanks, Tom Kakert. Sounds great, guys. Take care. Thank uh, you, Tom. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com, uh, on 3 Network these days, and uh, still all kinds of great stuff out there. I like the, uh, I love the way their site's set up now. It's, it's, it's fabulous. So I don't have any issues with. You have no issues. No. That's good. The app works pretty pretty well too. So that's. Not I haven't even. They have an app. They have an app. Well, I'll have they to have download there's, that. There's app. an app for that. Speaking of that, we are six minutes late. We're going to go to a break. We're only we'll be back. two minutes late. This we're is our minutes. show. That's right. Well, <laughs> we're going to go to break. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on ESPN 1350 and 102.1 FM. This is Drake Women's Basketball head coach Allison Pullman and the Bulldogs play here on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. That'll be kind of cool once we get into the basketball season, won't it? Sure. Leading into some uh, Drake basketball, women's and men's. Will right? be. We're leading into the Cubs uh, here in a little bit. I think I'm not sure exactly what broadcast time is tonight. I thought I think it was seven, like 6, 7, 10. 7.15 or 7.30 They're last out night? in Colorado, right? Or 8.30. Well, the game got over about 10.30, so yeah. that probably about yeah. 7 or 7.30. Yeah, we can talk about that all day long. I have not figured out that why. Anyway. This just in, I understand they got Quas in a trade. I have three letters for him. D-F-A. Yeah. I told you. I saw him kicking Kansas I know. Kansas he's City horrible. And he's terrible. He's horrible. Anyway, very happy with where the, the, the general direction of that, that club. Okay, we uh, got to go. Way, we gotta, by we, the way, the Cubs over the season total already, Andrew. Yeah. That's a winner. Yeah, that's, that's a winner. Um Field hockey team, still ranked number one in the country. They had two wins this week. Uh, they beat, uh, oh, shoot, I have to look it up. Uh, UMass Lowell, 5-1, to one, and then Central Michigan, 8 to nothing. They've got Vermont and Merrimack this week. Okay, so these aren't the hardest ones. But they, well, they already, already the played big, the right, number one right. teams in the country. But then they get into the Big Ten, and right. I think five Big Ten teams are ranked. And in the top it'll, ten. It'll, right, it'll, it'll be a, a mess for them as far as the schedule is concerned. It'll be great. So they're still ranked number one. Good for them, and uh, we'll see how they – I'm sure they'll win these two, and then they'll go into the Big Ten season just like the football team will. Uh, undefeated. Un- undefeated. Untied How'd the synchronized, synchronized swimming team do last week? I'm not sure about them. Ah, it's but, uh, Can't believe you missed that. Do we have that? I didn't, can't we? Uh, anyway, so uh, by the way, we will be talking lots and lots Eddie of Beach other sports. Any beach balls and names? Uh, no, but they did have these annoying T-shirt guns, and when they, they and they they didn't care the game was going on and they're shooting T-shirts up into the stand and they're just kind of getting. Guy could lose an eye with one of yeah. those. We were too high for those, but um, in the I, stands, I am going to come up with something clever for the beach ball thing this week. I'm not sure exactly what, but it's going to be. Something just How about you wear a unicorn hat with a horn could, on your head? I could wear the 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 uh, multicolored beanie with the little 
uh, spinner. spinner on the top, you know, that matches the beach balls. And then you'd look like Flounder. Yeah. I love it. Driscoll sends back. And it, it sends back great. is a great name on, on Twitter. Yeah. All right. Let's take our, our final break, break. That way we don't uh, mess things up. We, we got to get four of them in. We'll take our final break. We'll come back and we will talk Western Michigan and the Iowa Hawkeyes when we come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on ESPN 1350 and 102.1 FM. This is Ron Coomer. Nothing says summertime in Des Moines like Chicago Cubs baseball on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. The great Ron Coomer. Coomer had a card to read. Okay, he got got all the the numbers right because he has a card to read. I'm going to get there. We switched stations. We're on 1021 FM. 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Yes, I got it. It's just rolling off the tongue, right? Uh, we're back on the Hawkeye Hill. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. We're at G Miggs uh, out on the sunny patio here uh, where you can come down and stop down and see us and uh, have a little dinner on a Tuesday evening, getting towards 6 o'clock. $10 wraps, half price apps. That's right. This eight On uh, Tuesdays. Was it 10? And, uh, we should thank Angie Lancaster it. as well. Real estate. Oh, we con- better do that. Re- Remax Concepts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I had the wings last night. It was a good last last week. It was yeah. a really good deal. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. That was a pretty good deal. All right. So um, I went to B Dubs because I was out in that neck of the woods for to pick up some wings. It was Bogo night. Was that Thursday? I think it was last Thursday. I thought, okay, this is a good deal, right? You got these little teeny tiny nuggets, didn't you? So I got I got the teeny tiny nuggets, but they gave me. Because I had two sauces, they screwed it up. So I got double one, half of another, on the BOGO. But it was I had to wait 33 minutes once I got there, even though it was on the appointed time to go pick it up. So it cost me another $14 in beer. <laughs> what kind of what kind of plan is this? I think it's a great plan out of them. Uh, they they, they know they, we have a captive audience. It's right. You come in. You Although come in I will say, last night, do you want us to hit the button? And that was fun. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. So is uh, is Jazz Patterson the number one running back at Iowa? Um, one A. I think so too. I I I you know I think Caleb's running tentative. I don't know exactly why. And boy, Jazz hits that hole hard. He's bigger. He may not maybe is may not quite. Did as you fast, see he put on eight seventeen pounds or something from last somebody, year? Yeah, is that, that's like, substantial. Yeah. And, it, and and that maybe I mean, why he got go run down. Right? If you go but from one eighty to one ninety seven, maybe maybe that's maybe that's a a deal and a difference maker is to at least breaking through that first line. I can't figure out. I what, love the way he was hitting the hole. Let me just say that yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. Right. It's uh, now there was some reason there was a actual physical reason why he wasn't in there on that last third and one that Caleb got tackled by the cough due to cold, yeah, cough due diverticulitis. May no, that's me. That may well be, may well be uh, a cramp of some sort, but it was something like that where he he was actually they're like yeah we wanted him in there and he couldn't go and so that's too bad. But uh, I'm telling you, you have to think about it when the way that this is going and how much more success he's having. Um, well, he's had 12 rushes for 85 yards or something like that. Yeah, and he's caught a, he caught a nice pass out of the backfield and he's he's easily a better blocking back. He just well, is. You know, he's he's really good at it. It's good. It's it's good to see. You know, last I year hope when they talked nothing about wrong with Caleb, when they talked when they talked about Caleb Johnson, Kirk always mentioned Jazz last year. Yep. So, let let this shouldn't be that much of a surprise. Other than Caleb broke out last year, was our leading rusher last year, came back with full of promise. Hey, 
How about we get two guys? Let's get three guys who can run the ball yeah, uh, and, yeah, and not yeah. worry about yeah. this. But you need to have success by all three of them. You can't just have, and I don't remember who it was. I don't want to say Akron Wadley because I felt like for a while there he had the, I got to go and dance, I'm going to score every time. But then he kind of changed it and Goodson came in and then he, he was going hard and then he was doing the dance around thing. And Caleb's doing the dance and around. He's doing the dance so, around yeah. thing. Just go to the hole and run. And, and I realize that you think that there's a cutback or what. Just Jazz didn't care. Yep. Run 32, 32 counter. All right, let's go. I'm going through that hole. I'm going through 32. Yeah. I'm going through the two hole. Um, or in I, this case, I, well, the three hole. And it, does, it, did, it did make me wonder a little bit the other day. I, I would have to go back and just pay attention to this specifically. But we sure call, seemed we like. We used to call that 61 trap, actually. Yeah. Used to. Okay. So. Uh, I thought that it was that it was a bit of a tip, a little bit of a tell. That every time Caleb, I, you know, I felt like when Caleb went into the game, we're running. I mean, uh, he was going to get a carry. Something was going to be. It was going to be a little bit different. I, I felt like they there was more flexibility with the passing game, with with Jazz in there. I'd have to see, but it seemed to me like it was tipping that off. I, I, you know, I'll have to pay attention to that going down the road if they start well, sort of tipping their hand. Let's a little uh, look look at that this week because. This would be a good week to not really break tendency, but to stay completely within them. And see if you can score. Yeah. Well, Western Michigan because gave up 45 in the first half to Syracuse. 42, I think. Whatever, 42 in the first half. Now, Syracuse yeah. runs uh, quick, up-pace, up-tempo offense. Iowa clearly doesn't. Right. That doesn't mean that Iowa can't score 42. If if they don't, that it. it it will be frustrated. We'll, we'll walk out of there frustrated. Last, last year against Nevada, what was the final Se score? 27 0. 27-0. With a six-hour rain delay or something. Well, I ended up watching the end of that game in bed. Well, I told you to leave before I, I, the... I know. We didn't. We stayed. We were over to my friend. Oh, Tor they're going to come back out. They're going to come we, back out. We were over there the for another hour, you know. We ended up, but, but um, no, but that was a, a completely... It was a terrible Nevada team, and it was completely disappointing that we didn't score a lot in that game. I hope that's not what we see this weekend. I, I will ask one. I will say one more thing. If it's going to be uh, dangerous for Cade McNamara to run a quarterback sneak, then let's then let's go with the belldozer. Let's why? Bring in Deacon Hill. Yes, bring in Deacon Hill. Why? I, listen, I don't care if you're telegraphing it. it listen, it's really easy. It, he's dude, still going to be able to turn up and step back and hand the ball off. If if a, if a guy moves over the, the a nose tackle moves over the center, he's you hand six, the ball off. Four two fifty. Yeah. Just I, try it once. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're telling I, people what you're doing. You it know doesn't. what I want him to do? Do you remember when uh, Stanley against USC in the bowl game? They yeah. got a first down on third and one, and then Brian just ran three straight uh, quarterback, quarterback sneaks. sneaks. Yeah. And just kept kept running it and shoving it right down USC's petunias. That I do remember that, and I want to see that again. We've got a big guy there. Let's. I, I think you've got to bring that back into your arsenal. We've had no quarterback sneaks in in times that were totally appropriate this last two games. So all right, we're going we to need that. We can relax on the quarterback. Well, I'm just saying we never got to it. This it just in last year we were one and one. So right now this year we're two and zero. Oh. We are two and zero. Oh. Western like Michigan. This, I feel like oh we're going to kill them. I mean, and I mean by kill them, I honestly. Unless Iowa has a turnover inside of inside of our thirty yard line, they don't score. Not not until perhaps late in the game when when literally maybe now is not the greatest time to make sure everyone's played. That time, when when guys who are in uh, we don't even know who they are. Um, 
I think we're gonna. I I do think the offense breaks out a little bit. Uh, I think the Hawks home cover. runs, and I, I think let's put it that twenty-eight way. and a half. Yeah. I mean, th- I think this I like could that. be thirty-five uh, to three. Yeah, I like I, I like that. Uh, I'm I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say that Western Michigan gets a couple of field goals. This just in. So we only got to get to tw- thirty. So Brian's back on pace. <laughs> I do think they break out and they get a couple of extra touchdowns. They complete some and of those passes. It, this is a 38, 38 to six game. The last so they time don't we played cover, Western Michigan, we had two punt returns for touchdowns. I think it was like well, fifty-one cover. to ten or something. Yeah. So yeah, this I is mean, yeah. Central Michigan. Could, we could have something like right. that. Western happen. Michigan, yes, it could happen. There was a time when Western Michigan came in and beat us, which was Tim really, Lester was a coach. Yeah, boy, that was terrible. or the quarterback. Last game I of the year, we were going to a bowl game and then lost that game. That was a horrible go to game. A bowl game. That was uh, that was uh, uh, Jake Christensen year. Yep. Yeah, yep, it was. That was a tough one. Jake but Christensen. that's not going to happen on Saturday. Jake I think. I mean, you know, so two thirty game uh, allows for a lot more uh, okay. relaxation before the game. An easier drive in because the crowd will be getting there. Big tailgate with senior this this weekend. Cool. Coming, going, he's coming. Oh, no, we're going. We're going up. Okay. We're, we're going to have to drag some stuff. The girls are bringing a lot of stuff. Okay, it'll be a it'll be a fun time. Okay, sounds good to me. I'll, you know, as always, I'm gonna have the Pringles. Still got two minutes. I'm, I'm gonna have the Pringles along. So we got. All right. Two so minutes. you. So what's your what's your what's your score? Thirty-five three. All right. I got thirty-eight to six. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say they're gonna score more points than you than you're saying this week. Well, it's just that pretty that. good. I like that. Any, hey, I, any I was twenty. I was twenty to seventeen last week, so I was pretty close. No, I don't think the I defense, was sixteen I to eight. I don't think the defense gets one this week. I don't think that they need to. They're going to get some turnovers. I don't think they need to. A so. scoop and score. A scoop and a score. Now, now Joe we're Evans. S- saving that for Penn State, man. Penn State's scary. Oh, they're they, going to they go. Did, they did play Delaware, Delaware State last week, and right. I think Joe Biden was their coach. <laughs> so they kept running the wing tee. I don't know what to say about that. I'm just There's saying. Running the wing that was, tee. That's the only play you could remember. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's not accurate, yeah. but I don't know. No one can really prove me wrong, can they? Well, no. I mean, I, as far as what his memory is, no. No, no, in r- regards to who actually was the Delaware State, State coach. State coach? <laughs> well, it could have been. And Joe could have been in his basement doing it. So. I, who knows? Are we getting the bump out? I can't hear I it. I don't hear it, so um, we'll have to figure it. We're getting pretty close. <laughs> I just don't want to miss my cue. Um yeah, nobody could guess that, and I'm just going to leave it at that. And so right. when's the basketball team, both of them, start? I know the girls are playing so October. November. November. The women's schedule came out uh, Is the soccer team still undefeated? They are, as a matter of fact. Same so that means that, that means they beat Iowa State, right? All right, yes. that's that's uh, three points. Yes, we lost, good. It, lost the volleyball, won the soccer. 3-1, and we, we, tied, Virginia. we tied Virginia. And and in the map drawing contest, we won. <laughs> well, it's colonial America. How, how are they going to know, where, know where we are? Where right? Iowa even looks like. Exactly. Um, they, they drew the Tiger Hawk. Yeah. But <laughs> well, uh, Iowa. the basketball team, the squads get going. They'll have, uh, they'll have some scrimmages right there uh, in the beginning of November. All right. There, there we, we are. We're just waiting for it. Hey, I want to thank everybody who helped us out of the program. Our man Danny right here has been taking care of us for the last few weeks. Got to love that. Thank God. Thank God. And uh, we'll, we, <laughs> Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com will be back next week joining you with the Hawkeye Huddle here on ESPN 1350 and 1021 FM.